Well, we've just been given a model for prayer. We're going to use that now as we come to God and bring him our prayers. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You are worthy of all praise because you are the one true God. There is none like you. You are holy. You are eternal. You have no beginning and no end. You are unchanging, all-knowing, all-present. You are full of compassion and grace towards those you have created. And we pray that we would make your glory known in the way we live our lives. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We praise you that Jesus came to bring the good news that the king has come. Thank you that he invites us to be part of his kingdom. And where we have already accepted that invitation, thank you for the, the privilege of knowing Jesus as our king. We thank you that he reigns at your right hand and that he will come again. And we pray that before he does that, more and more people would submit their lives to him as their king. Help us in our efforts to to spread the good news and to grow your kingdom in this country and overseas. Pray this morning for Pastor Julian and Lydia and the church in Calarash. And thank you for the recent visit of Alan and Jill and Val and Christophine was an encouragement to them. Would you pray for them as a church as they seek to um, make changes to Julian and Lydia's home to be able to use it for the work of the church? We pray also for the healing of broken relationships, that Christians in that city will be able to work together for the good of the kingdom and the glory of your name. And we pray for other parts of your world where your will is not being done, where there is war and violence. We pray this morning for the situation in Sudan. We pray that the military and the RSF would seek peace rather than continue fighting. That you would establish a government that respects equality and religious freedom. We pray for your church in that country. Pray for their safety. And in the midst of despair, may they point people to the hope that there is in Jesus Christ. Give us today our daily bread. Father, we thank you for the world you have created We thank you that you provide for all our needs. We thank you for all the good things you have given us to enjoy. We thank you for our homes, our families, our friends. Thank you for our jobs. Thank you for our church family. We pray for those in particular need at this time. We pray this morning for Kathy and Martin and their family following the loss of Kathy's dad, Laurie last week we pray for John Hooper whose wife Anne died yesterday we thank you for the faith that they both had for the lives that they lived to please you we pray that Laurie and Anne are both with you now but we do pray for those left behind in their grief we pray you would bring comfort and strength for those families in their loss. 
and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Father, we're sorry for the things we have done that displease you or dishonor you. Things that have caused hurt to others. We're sorry where we failed to respond to, to disappointment in a godly way. Where we've been impatient or angry with others. Where we've gossiped or grumbled and failed to show unity with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Where others have caused hurt to us, Lord, help us to forgive them and not hold on to any grievances. And leave us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Father, keep us safe from the attempts of Satan to undermine our faith, to undermine our love for you, to make us doubt it. We pray we'll keep our eyes focused on Jesus. And as we come to your word now, we pray that the Holy Spirit would be working through Colin to help us understand your word more clearly and apply it to our lives with a greater desire to become more like Jesus in all that we do. In his name we pray. Amen. As we come to God's word, let's just pray to him for his help. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for that in the Lord Jesus, that we can share in all that you have done for us as your children. And so we pray, Father, as we come to your word, that you would feed us, that you would uh, shape us and bless us, that we would become more like your son, the Lord Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. I wonder what you might consider to be a healthy prayer life. Prayer is something that that all of us as Christians that we know that we should do, but yet perhaps it is probably one of the hardest things that we possibly can do. We might pray perhaps in little bursts throughout the day, in small prayers, or we might pray in extended prayers, maybe in the morning or in the evening, or perhaps both. Prayer is a real, it is a gift from God, a gift to be able to talk to our Heavenly Father. But it can also be, it can also be challenging at times, especially as we meet together to pray with one another. But it should ultimately be a true joy. It should be a joy as we come to our Heavenly Father and He hears our prayers and answers them. Prayer is one of the first things that we're looking at in this little mini-series, as Neil mentioned, the joy of praying, giving, and serving. And in the little booklet, which all members are given, it talks about just some of the core values of what it means to be a member. If you don't have one of these and you'd like one, there should be some copies just out in the foyer afterwards. It just helps us to understand what it means to be a member here at Long Crendon as we seek to grow in understanding what it means to pray, to give, and to serve. And so this morning we're thinking about prayer, more specifically the joy of prayer. And we'll look at that really through three questions, if you like. We'll look at that through why we pray, how we pray, and what we pray. So firstly, the question is, why we pray? One big reason that we we pray is that we are dependent on God. We are dependent on him for everything. 
Uh, in the members booklet on the joy of praying, one verse that, that jumps out to us is taken from Psalm 27. Verse 1, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. If any of you know anything about building, you know that a building has to have a strong foundation for it to stand. In much the same way, that's, that's very true of us, that in life, when the storms of life come our way, if our foundation is not built on the Lord and in prayer to him, then we will be battered by the storms that come our way. As Philip Yancey says, prayer is a declaration of dependence upon God. Prayer is a declaration of dependence upon God. Just as the Lord Jesus, he speaks of this to his disciples and he says to them and to us today, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. As Nathan mentioned earlier, to be able to live the Christian life without prayer is impossible. It is impossible. We can only do anything for the Lord in his strength. That as we trust in him, that we are dependent on him for everything. For everything. I wonder, do you recognize that need in your own life? Are you dependent on him for everything? Or perhaps, as you think about your own life, are you perhaps more self-dependent than dependent on the Lord? In thinking of our our need of prayer, uh, Tim Keller in his book on prayer, which is out in the foyer there, he says, to pray is to accept that we are and always will be wholly dependent on God for everything. Absolutely everything. That our lives should be that. Our posture of our hearts should lean towards the Lord in everything. It is to acknowledge that without him, I am powerless. I am lost without him. As we recognize our dependence on him and recognize that that the Lord is in control of everything in our lives. And as, as he is in control, it should give us a sense of confidence, a sense of assurance as we come to him. As Jesus says in in Matthew uh, chapter 6 verse 8, when he says, we should pray for your father knows what you need before you ask him. One question that might come up is, well, if God is sovereign and he knows everything, why pray? If, as Jesus says, he knows what you need before you ask him, then why ask him? It is a very challenging question, which I'm sure some of us have thought about before. Because prayer can be a bit of a mystery to us at times. We don't know exactly what the dynamic is, but we do know that the Lord is in control. The reassuring point is that this truth helps us to warm our hearts to the Lord because we are confident that we can come to him because he knows us. He knows us intimately. We can draw close to him as he knows everything about us and everything that's going on in our lives and in the world around us. And so it gives us a sense of assurance, a sense of boldness, that we can boldly come to our Father in prayer who knows what is on our hearts. He doesn't need our prayers, he doesn't need anything from us, but he does use our prayers to fulfill his purposes and display his glory in our lives. 
Maybe a recent of that, a recent example of that is a prayer that we we said as as elders to reach marginalised and vulnerable people. Uh, and then one day we had an answer to that prayer in the group of uh, CA and Al-Anon meeting in the in the church building here, who are now many of whom are still part of are part of the church family uh, today. Now that is a wonderful answer to prayer, as we see how He works in our lives through our prayers. He, God uses our prayers for His good pleasure. He doesn't need to, but He chooses to use us. He delights in using our prayers because our heavenly father delights in giving us good gifts as it says in james every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows because as we delight in the fact that everything is from the Lord, everything is from our Heavenly Father, we realize that everything that we have is a gift. Everything that we have is a gift. Our lives are a gift. A gift from God. And so we are dependent on God, we are confident in the Lord, but we're also immensely grateful. Gratitude is the thing that should drive us. As Jesus says, When he speaks about this, he says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Prayer should fill our hearts with thankfulness. Thankfulness that we can come to the Lord of all things, the God of all creation, and he hears our prayers. He cherishes us. He knows all the things that are going on in our lives And he hears us, the God of all things. And the psalmist in Psalm 8, he speaks about that as he talks about the God of all creation. He says, what what are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them? Because when we think of who the Lord is, the, the God of all things, who are we in comparison? Who are we that he would care for us? There is no reason that he should care for us. There's no reason that he should listen to us. But he does listen to us. And therefore our hearts should be filled with gratitude. Filled with gratitude that the Lord hears our prayers. The God of all things hears our prayers. That we would praise his name. As the psalmist says at the end of Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. As wonderfully, the Lord is not a distant figure. He is not out in the space somewhere not listening to us. No, he is my loving heavenly father. As the old hymn says, this is my father's world. And he listens to me. And so that's why, that is why we pray. We pray to our Father in heaven. But but secondly, we want to ask, well, how do we pray? How we pray? In answering this, I think it's helpful to ask the question, well, how do we not pray? As Jesus says in Matthew 6, in verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to, to, they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Jesus, he is giving a warning here 
to say, don't make yourself look more righteous than you actually are. As Jesus says, don't, don't be like those hypocrites, as they love to be seen by others in all the things that they do. People will often look at outward appearances, but the Lord, he looks at the heart. Prayer is all about the heart. It is about how we approach God. We're not trying to show others how holy we are, how righteous we are, but we are coming before the Lord to pray to him, to come to our Heavenly Father. And so when we pray in front of others, we have to remember that, that it is not a performance, that people are not grading us on a scale of 1 to 10 of how good our prayer is. It's great to be able to hear good prayers, but don't be afraid of that sense of being graded by others. As Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrites who love to be seen by others. But as he says in in verse 6, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Do you see the difference there? Clearly, Jesus is not saying that we only pray in private. As you read through the Gospels, we know that he prayed uh, in front of the 5,000 when he, when he provided the food. And he prayed with his disciples as well. And so there's a sense of which there is a, a need to, pub- to pray in public, obviously. But the point here is that the hypocrites, they, they love to be seen by others. But Jesus calls us to pray to our Father who sees what is unseen. As a prayer from the heart is to our Father. And he hears us as we offer up in faith from the heart. And the answer to our prayers, it might be yes, it might be no, or it might be even not yet. But we do know that as we pray to our Heavenly Father, that he hears us and he will reward us. Which means we, we don't need to try and get his attention by many words. As Jesus says, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. And prayer is not about that performance, but about a personal relationship. It's not about trying to impress others in prayer. In the same way, nor, nor should we come to God in a, in a casual way, in a, in a blasé and flippant way. Uh, it's not like that. Instead, we, we approach God doing so as we enter his holy presence, as we enter his presence with awe and wonder, but we enter his presence as his children as well. And so we come with thankful hearts and we come with joy. As Paul says, as he speaks to the church in Philippi, in Philippians 1, he says... I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy. Joy should be the thing that pushes us towards the Lord in prayer. The joy of coming to him as we lift all of our burdens, our joys and our struggles, those of ourselves and those of others, we lift them to him in prayer. But when it comes to to prayer, perhaps especially in front of other people, or maybe for our own lives, we just, at times we might struggle. We might not even really know where to start. It might be for some of us like we're trying to fly a plane. (laughs) We walk into a cockpit and think, "Uh, (laughs) which button do I press or not press? There are so many things perhaps that we pray about that maybe just fly into our heads. And so perhaps we don't even know where to start. 
Well, if you're looking for a little bit of guidance, there's a, a little booklet uh, which we've got just in the in the foyer just as you leave, just called How to Pray. Uh, I hope it's just a, a little uh, starter for you, perhaps, if you're really not sure where to start. Yeah, please do pick one up on your way out if you think that would be helpful. There really are two, two ways in which we want to build our prayer life. And one, one is uh, personal prayer. And so we want to, we'd want to begin that really by, by looking at God's word together. Mm-hmm. That as we, as we study God's word, God would feed your soul. And that as we do that, he would, he would help you to, to fuel your prayers, to feed your soul and fuel your, your prayers. If you're, if you're not used to doing that, if you're not used to, to reading the Bible, perhaps you could start maybe just by reading one chapter each day. Or maybe consider reading a psalm each day. Anything to feed your soul and fuel your prayer. And the bridge from, from the word to prayer is meditation. Christian meditation is, is not to empty our minds, but instead to fill our minds. And maybe as you read the, the words, it is that you might think of one verse or maybe a, a thought or a, or a small uh, part of the passage that might, you might want to turn over in your mind, just ponder it and think about it. You might perhaps even want to, to write it down to think about what you've, what you've read. Maybe just a, a brief reflection as well. After having done that, after having read the word and meditated on it, then we, we go to prayer. Maybe some of us have a really strong prayer life that we pray for extended periods of time. For other people, maybe we just we don't know where to start. We, it feels a little bit overwhelming. Well, can I encourage you just to start by, by praying for two minutes each day? That's all it takes to start a habit. Two minutes is all it takes to begin that habit of prayer. And once you develop that, you'll find that all you want to do is pray because you grow in that love of the Lord. It is, it's about a relationship, about a relationship with our Heavenly Father, not about a performance. And so in that way, we don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be fearful when we come to God in prayer. We don't need to to pretend that we have everything sorted. The point of prayer is that we don't, that we are dependent on the Lord. I know for some people, especially in public prayer, there's a sense of anxiety to pray in front of others. Uh, don't want to say the wrong thing or be seen to look silly in some way. And that's especially true for, uh, I'm sure, many of us. Uh, I, I remember for myself when I was uh, living in Italy, uh, part of a church there, and uh, there was an open time of prayer each week in Italian in the whole church of 90 or 100 people. I could feel myself burning within, within trying to, <laughs> trying to muster up the right words to be able to pray out loud. Terrified that my Italian would come out more like Glaswegian, <laughs> which no one understands to begin with. So being able to pray was, was something that I wanted to do correctly. But I remember I had to rebuke myself. I really had to rebuke myself because that is not the point. It is not a performance. I'm not trying to perform to other people. Because when we pray, we are praying to our Father and inviting others into that prayer that they would be able to enter into the throne room of grace with us. Not be afraid, but be bold as we come to our Heavenly Father and give a hearty Amen to what is said. We want to hear other people's prayers, and so we don't need to be afraid. We want to build one another one, one another up and encourage one another in the Lord. 
And that's why uh, we, we pray uh, ourselves, but we also pray together uh, to share the joy that Jesus gives us. Uh, here at Long Crendon, we, we do that in a number of ways. Uh, first Tuesday of each month at 8 o'clock, we meet here in the building to, to pray for ourselves, for the church, for, for others, for missionaries. Uh, this Tuesday, Neil will be leading that at 8. Please do come along to that. Uh, then there's the Thursday lunchtime, half an hour we meet uh, just to pray on Zoom, pray for one another, pray for things that are on our hearts as well. Uh, as we heard from Leonie, uh, Friday at 7, maybe uh, before work on a Friday, uh, again that element of dependence. We are dependent on the Lord in all things. We want to pray uh, for one another as we, as we work for the Lord. And then there's the pre-service prayer. We met this morning, a good group of us, to be able to pray for the service, to pray for one another as we meet with the Lord this morning. And lastly, there's the the prayer team. Uh, Those with uh, red red lanyards, you'll see afterwards, we'll meet over there. We've got a lovely new prayer banner, uh, a place where we can meet together to pray. Maybe the Lord's spoken to you from what is being said uh, this morning, or maybe there's just something on your heart that you want to pray for. Please do come over and pray. It would be great that people would be able to, to do that for you. A real privilege to pray with you. Because when I turn to prayer... I am reminded that I am not in charge of the world. This is not my world. This is my Father's world. And so we look at why we pray, how we pray, and then we want to think about what we pray. The Apostle Paul, in his letter uh, to the Philippians, he says in Philippians 4 verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. As in times of uncertainty, in times of things that are going through our minds and our hearts, we can give them to the Lord, and he will hear us. As Paul says, we are to pray in every situation. And so as we think about that, we should be be praying about absolutely everything. We pray about everything. Which means that maybe you're a young person and you're worried about how you'll get on in your exams. You can pray. If you're anxious about your job performance, your security in your work, or where you're going to go next, you can pray to the Lord about that. If you're worried about conflict in your family, you can pray. If you're concerned about the grief that is overwhelming you at times, you can pray to your Heavenly Father. If you're worried about recent test results or an ongoing illness, you can pray. If you're worried about whether you will ever overcome an addiction, you can pray. If you're anxious about becoming unpopular at school or maybe at work because you're a Christian and you know that people might not agree with you, you can pray. If you're a single man or woman and you're looking to pursue a Christian partner, You're not sure if you will find one or not. You can pray. If you're concerned if your children will ever come to know the Lord Jesus for themselves, you can pray. Because our Heavenly Father hears your prayer. He is in control. He hears your prayer and he cares for you. And so we pray about everything. Everything and anything. We pray as Jesus taught us to pray. As he says that we are to hallow God's name. That God's name is to be hallowed. 
hallowed, it really means that it's to be set apart, that it is to be honored, to be set apart as holy, uh, to be glorified. Not to to blaspheme it, uh, not to curse it, but to lift it up, that God's name would be would be honored in all of our lives. And we pray that his, his kingdom would come and will be done as it is in heaven. Uh, we pray that in everything that we do, that we would seek to apply that, uh, we would seek to see his kingdom come, that his justice, mercy, love, peace, goodness would be displayed on earth, and that we might play some small part in that. We pray as well for our daily bread. Perhaps it's easy, especially nowadays, just easy to look in the cupboards and think, well, look at all the food. I did that. But actually, isn't it true that it's not from us, is it? It's from the Lord. We didn't do it. He gave us the strength to provide. Ultimately, we want to look to him for everything, for all of our provision. And so we ask him for our daily bread, for our daily needs that he would provide for us. As we ask God to provide, we also ask him that we would be able to to forgive. Forgiveness from God to others. The only way that we can forgive other people is when we understand the forgiveness that we have in the Lord Jesus. That we are fully and completely forgiven by him. And to withhold forgiveness towards someone is to deny what Christ has done for you. And so we ask with the help of God, with the help of his spirit, to extend that forgiveness to others as we have been forgiven by him. And lastly, we pray to our Father that he would lead us from temptation and, and give us spiritual protection. In the, the Bible that we referenced, that we heard, the reading that we heard earlier, uh, delivering from the, the evil one, that is Satan, the devil, that we would have protection from him in the Lord's strength. So we pray that you would, he would lead us from temptation. If we feel tempted to do something that we know we shouldn't, we can pray about it, that the Lord would guide us and lead us from it. Because ultimately we pray to our Father in heaven. It's only really made possible through the Lord Jesus. Through all that he has done for us on the cross. Because on the cross the Lord Jesus took the punishment that our sins deserve. As he cried out in agony, Abba, Father. And now today as we trust in him... We receive his spirit, the spirit of his son, that we in our hearts can cry, Abba, Father. Not in agony, but in pure adoration to our heavenly Father. Because of all that we have received through Christ, that he has brought us in to become children of God, that his Father is now our Father. As we come to him with joy. Because this world is not my own. This is my father's world. Let's close with prayer. As we think about praying together, we're going to pray uh, the traditional uh, Lord's Prayer together. Uh, Please join me, if you will. The words will be on the screen if you don't know it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Well, if you would like to pray with somebody after the service um, about something that you've heard or something going on in your life, as uh, Colin said, there's a prayer ministry corner over there. There'll be somebody from the prayer ministry team very happy to pray with you. Or to look out with the team with their red lanyards if they're they're wandering around. Um, This evening we're back here at 6 o'clock and Asab will be preaching from Mark's Gospel on Jesus the Healer and Preacher. It'll be great to see you there again. And then finally, Tuesday evening, I hope you felt inspired this morning to pray, not just on your own, but with others. There'll be an opportunity to do that on Tuesday evening here at the church at 8 o'clock. It'll be great to see you then. Let me close with some words from Ephesians. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power, that is a work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.